You're listening to season two of the Where Did You See God podcast. And in this season, my family and I are processing our family DTS experience. If you're listening and you're thinking, what in the world is a DTS? You can check the link in the description and listen to past episodes. But it's a season where we are pressing more towards God than we ever have before. And he is showing up in big ways. And in today's episode, we are talking loosely about week seven, which is identity and destiny. But really, we're actually going to press into where those truths have played out in a very big way in the world of finance. We have been in some tight financial spaces as we have stepped towards God, some frightening financial spaces, some impossible financial spaces. And there's a lot more God has done. You can listen to the Crazy Prayer Thing episodes. You can listen to our Unemployment Story episodes. We entered this week with a huge financial obstacle ahead of us and no clear way to go through. So this episode is for those of you that are contending for finances, that are praying for God's provision, that are trying to trust God as provider and are feeling like God is not showing up. I want to encourage you that God is God and God is good. He is real and he is provider. But sometimes that provision looks very different than what we think because what God is actually after is abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. You are listening to episode 35 of the Where Did You See God podcast. Father God, we just thank you that you are God and you are good. And we just thank you for how you've been at work in ways that we just couldn't have anticipated. And just for the gift of being able to just stop and just share, just process, just to really just just take a moment to think about who you are and what you've done and what you're calling us to. And so we just give you this time now and just pray that you are honored by it, that you would guide our words and guide our thoughts. And that if there's anything that you want said, that you would make that get said. But above all, we just pray that you are glorified because you are a powerful, loving God, and we want people to know that. On this, we pray in His holy name. Amen. So, week seven was identity and destiny, and it had some callbacks to some things from other weeks. Uh, but instead of spending a lot of time on that, uh, we're actually going to kind of press past that into how God has worked um, through the things that we've been learning. Yeah, so we felt like we had some really significant breakthrough in the area of financial provision in the last 24 hours. In fact, about this time yesterday, I was sitting on this couch, yeah, just in a bit of a worried place um, because we had some really significant outreach costs due at the end of this week, which was a little earlier than we thought they were due. And we were about $5,000 short of that. And then in about a week and a half, we had our regular monthly things, our mortgages, our you know utilities, things like that. And right now we're doing a double mortgage. Right. Um, because we haven't sold our house yet. And I just was We never really, we like to celebrate our anniversary usually by like going away for at least a night. We just, we had our 10 year anniversary in August. We went out for dinner, but we didn't really do anything celebratory because we were going to Hawaii and we just thought, well, you know, maybe we'll take a weekend away once we're there, once the house sells and, um, we're running out of weekends and we felt like this weekend was a really good weekend to go. And we actually have money that was given to us for Christmas for that, but without paying, Without having paid off our outreach costs yet, we didn't feel right about 
you know, using money to go away. And it was just things like that, you know, the fact that we haven't really been able to rent a car yet to go other places on the island, although God still provided some ways, um, was just like really hard on me. And I think the, the biggest thing was that I felt like we were, we kept being in this 11th hour place. Yeah. I think I was like, well, I, before that, like operating under the assumption that like, well, that's just how it is. That's just like the missionary life of raising support is like God only gives us, you know, manna. It's only, or manna is just for, for what we need. It's not like in the future. But then I thought, you know, we'd been learning about the father heart of God and some misconceptions we have about God. And I thought, I, I don't know, like, I mean, maybe God does want to teach us that he'll provide our needs, but like, does it always have to be in this 11th hour way? And like, this is quite exhausting. And like, Mm -hmm. if our house doesn't sell soon, we're going to be doing this same 11th hour thing every single month for the next few months. And gosh, if we do this into, you know, into the next school year, if we decide like we're going to be a hundred percent support base for another year, like, is this just mm-hmm. going to be our reality unless we get like a lot more supporters or like what, you know? Um, yeah. And, and this wasn't like we were willing to trust God and we, yeah. we had seen God show himself as provider over and over and over. We knew God was calling us to not fear the financial, but we never expected to actually be in this position because when we took that bold step to, to come to the family DTS, knowing that we didn't know how it was going to work out. We had felt like God was nudging us to put the house on the market and the way that things were going in the market and the way that people talked and just how nice the house is, everybody was pretty confident that, you know, it was a slower time to list, but we would definitely sell the house. And when the first month passed, well, you know, that's kind of weird, but you're you're definitely going to sell the house when the second month passed. And here we are, what, like listed for three months, we've lowered it. I don't know, thirty, forty thousand dollars. And when we came to Family DTS, we we didn't know how we would initially cover the first few payments because we we were expecting the house funds to be what would do it. But we we always knew that we'd be able to cover the final payment. We always knew eventually we would have money to get a, a rent a car to be able to do some things around the island. So we never thought we'd be at the place that we were twenty four hours ago where. Mm-hmm. The house hadn't sold. We didn't have the money. We didn't have any idea where the money would come from. And we were at yet another 11th hour moment of what in the world, God, where actually our savings is pretty much like whatever we have left in our bank account is already set to go to the outreach thing. So we're and in a lot of ways we're, we're in debt. Like we're, yeah, this we is it. Like we, we've, we've hit it. <laughs> our, when our, I mean, I think we should say we do have, we did have a contingency plan of, of like borrowing some money, mm-hmm. which um, we did for, which we've already done. So right? we've borrowed some. Um, yeah. And, and that was the other thing is like, God, is this like your plan is for us to be like in this place, like where we're in debt and like, we can't start building up our savings, like, you know, just really just like honestly exhausted from this. And just like, I mean, this is probably like the fifth time we've been in this place, whether it's financial stuff or all the stuff that had to get taken care of before we left. And I just was tired and I knew God would provide for the outreach costs, but I just, I just was tired and Mm -hmm. feeling like this isn't fair. And, um, so then well, and we went into some serious prayer. We did. We prayed. And I went to bed and we woke up. And so Wednesday mornings, which today's Wednesday, are for intercession, which 
um, is a type of prayer where you're interceding. Um, you're praying on behalf of usually like somebody else or something else. You know, sometimes it's the country we're going to go to outreach for. But ultimately, um, it's whatever the Holy Spirit kind of prompts on your heart. Mm-hmm. When outreach deposits were due, we did spend intercession time praying for those who still had fees to pay. This morning was quite different from the last time. Our One of our leaders stood up and was like, I mean, you could tell like it was like urgency, like, hey, um, we need to like really get into this. So this week is actually uh, spiritual warfare. We've actually been, we'll, we'll, we'll unpack it more next week, some good stuff. We've actually been talking about how um, uh, sex is spiritual warfare um, mm-hmm. and that it's something like the enemy uses um, to just like really mess up marriages. But another thing the enemy can use is finances. Our leader was saying because of like their story, they've they've closed a lot of doors to like the enemy's foothold on their marriage. But one of the doors that he can still get in to mess up their mission is finances. Like there's been so many times where they've almost packed it up. And so she had woken up at like 530 this morning and felt like she needed to really like intercede for this and that there was a battle um, to be won here. And even just hearing that, I was like, okay, like the Lord hears, hears us. Because this is often my experience at these 11th hour moments is I do cry out and I do get pretty honest and like, Okay, Lord, you said not to make decisions on the financial. You said you would provide. I'm putting a lot on the line here. Some people think we're foolish, and I feel pretty foolish and irresponsible. And so I need you to show up because, like, if you don't, we're going to be in a really bad place. And I felt like the Lord was just like, yeah, this is a spiritual battle of, of, like, warfare and, like, yeah, let's pray for this. We just went into a time as a whole family GTS of just coming before the Lord and just praying for these things. And for, I think the biggest emotion I felt is just like, the Lord hears me. Like, mm-hmm. I was right at the end of our prayer time, we wrote on like a big piece of paper, like what we needed provided. And Paul actually felt like we should do like the whole big picture, like what we need for the rest of this year, because that's kind of been what's weighing on our minds. So anyway. And by this year, that's, you know, Becca feels like God's called her to not, um, have a formal job at least through August. And so we're talking from now to August. It's like nine more months. Yeah. So I go back to my seat and we're sitting next to this really big wooden cross in the room. It's like, you know, seven feet tall or whatever. I look over and there's cash sitting at the bottom of the cross. Mm-hmm. And my first thought is, like I did like a double take, like, wait a minute, what? This is gonna sound really weird, but like, oh, there's been cash in the cross all along and it fell out. Like it's like, like the cash is, is like, like this whole cross, if we just like opened it up, it'd be mm-hmm. filled with cash. That's what I, but then Paul was like, well, I bet somebody put it there. Cause one of the other things that they kind of challenged is like, maybe God is calling you to be generous. Like we're a family. Like some of us have paid off our outreach mm-hmm. costs and some of us haven't. So Paul's probably like somebody probably put that at the foot of the cross. And I brought, you know, some, I asked like the leaders, like what, what is this? And they were like, you should, you should take it. If you've ever (laughs) seen money on the street or whatever, right? Like we're kind of conditioned to be like, no way, Hmm. not taking that money. Or at least I am like, we got to return that to the rightful owner. But I knew in this case, like somebody didn't just drop a wad of cash there. Mm -hmm. Like this was meant to be received 
And uh, Paul's like, well, you could take it and then tell the rest of the group that if anybody needs any of it, they can come mm-hmm. and get get some from you. And I was like, okay, you do that. And he's like, no, I feel like it should be you. And and it was a sense that I had that it just was very clear to me that it, it wasn't supposed to be me that got it. I felt like there was something God wanted for Becca in that. And I was like, oh. and so I took a couple minutes and was like, all right, Lord, is this, you know, and I was like, okay, well, it's sitting there. Someone's got to take it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, you know, it's there. And um, so I took the mic and I said, hey, <laughs> after we wrote our thing down, this is what I noticed and I'm going to go get it. But I'm also opening it up, you know, to anybody if they need it as well, come to me. And I, I like started crying because I was like, this is really hard for me to like, one, receive this and not be like, no, 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 we sh- that's not for us. Like, who are we to think that we can just go pick up that money? And then two, to actually like bring attention to it. Like, mm. it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, we feel really close with our group, but I just was like, yeah, in a hard place. So I got it. And um, I didn't, you know, I wasn't going to like count it there, but I knew it was like between at least over a hundred dollars. And so um, I just was, I kept having like anxiety about this and I was finally was like, Lord, okay, if this is like from you, if I shouldn't have taken this, like, you know, I will follow you in that. And I just felt like the Lord brought me back to like the moment and the thoughts that were going through my head and like the way that I saw it at the foot of the cross and, and a peace came over me of like, no, Becca, you did the right thing. And you also did it in a generous heart, you know, and, and, you need to learn how to receive. And this is like a word that we feel like God has been giving both of us because, you know, since the since we've been doing ministry in our community, we very much feel called to give, mm-hmm. not just money, but like our time, our talents. And yet it's very hard for us to receive things and not just money, but help. Like we'll be carrying a bunch of bags and somebody's like, do you need help? And we clearly do. And we know we've got it. We've done this. We can do it. You know, we just, we feel so bad asking somebody else for help, but essentially, and I think we've mentioned this on a podcast actually, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like we're saying, Hey, it's okay for us to give help to other people because our, what we have to give is so valuable and people need it. And, but we don't need to receive help because we're somehow in a different position than they are. I mean, it is a form of pride. So I do feel like this was something that the Lord was trying to break in me. So anyway, um, we go, you know, we finish out the class and we have another activity today and also some spiritual warfare going on. Mm -hmm. We felt like with uh, our son, this is a different story. But so I get home and I check my email and it tells me that into our DTS account where like all of our invoices are, that $3,200 has been paid off anonymously. So, oh, I forgot to tell you, I counted up the money mm-hmm. and it was $320 that was at the foot of the cross. And then 3200 mm-hmm. so 10 times that amount gets put into our account. And um, at first I'm like, all right, is this like, you know, somebody in the DTS, like, do they do this every quarter? They're like, we're going to put this amount at the foot of the cross and then we'll see who takes it. And then we'll give 10 times that (laughs) amount. And I mean, maybe that, you know, whatever, I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) 
I, you know, it's possible it could be, could have been two different people. You know, it's a lot of different, so many, you know, I don't think we need to know and we might not. And I think the other thing that's like really important to mention here is that even as we were praying for like people to give generously, we're like, well, they're going to give it to our, to our world outreach account. And that we're not going to get paid from that until the 1st of December. We're probably going to have to use this loan from a family member because like, Mm -hmm. even if we do get the funds, it's not going to come in in time. And then we also get another paint. We also get another donation to a pay to our PayPal account today. So Mm -hmm. today, just in one day, in 24 hours, we get almost $4,000 directly that we can use right now, Mm -hmm. which that in itself was going to be like a hard thing. And just, I mean, the craziness of like God saying like, here, I'm going to start with this and then I'm going to give you 10 times that amount. And Mm -hmm. I do believe that there was some, uh, that me being able to receive that initial amount maybe did some unlocking kind Mm -hmm. of in the spiritual realm. Um, if you don't believe that, that's okay. But, um, (laughs) uh, you know, of, of this other amount. Um, but we just felt like it was really important to share. We also, Paul emailed our prayer team last night after we had, prayed and asked them to pray fervently. And I felt like everything that happened today was clearly an answer to just the spiritual warfare of prayer happening. Clearly not just by us, not just by our DTS leaders and our DTS, but by everybody that we've asked to pray, everyone that's seen a Facebook post. I think it's so important when prayers are answered like that, that we testify to what God has done. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we just yeah. wanted to do that. And I know for me, I've been uh, listening to a series uh, from Transformation Church called Crazy Faith. If you're looking for something to listen to, you should give it a listen. Start at the beginning and work through. I can't tell you how many times the sermons have been timely uh, to what we've been walking through over the last few months. Uh, but this past Sunday, the sermon was called Stating Faith. And it was this idea that if you really want to see crazy faith come to life, you need to speak it. You need, you know, there, we're, we're learning that there's power in our words. Mm-hmm. And so we've come into this week and, and knowing that we have no idea how we're going to have money in time for the payment because we won't get our world outreach payment in time. Mm-hmm. I felt like I still needed to trust God. A small example is I haven't heard thunder at all this entire time that we've been in Hawaii. Um, But I was thinking about the passage. But it's rained a lot. It's rained a lot. Yeah. But no thunder. And I was thinking about the passage uh, in 1 Samuel 7 where the Israelites are trying to return to God, and then the closer they get to God, the closer the Philistine army gets to attack them. And at the moment when it seems like all is lost and they will absolutely lose, it says God thundered and the army was defeated. And so there is a moment this week where I heard thunder for the first time. And I was, I felt like it was God saying, like, I'm here and I'm going to thunder. And so I began to be more public about saying, I believe God is going to work. I believe, I don't know how he's going to do it. And I even posted on Facebook, you know, I feel like God's going to thunder. And coming into Wednesday night, I mean, we were both feeling the, the weight of this situation. And so we invited people to pray. And I know specific people were praying hard. But I didn't tell Becca this, but one thing that I wrote down this morning is I've had this growing sense that I'm grateful that God is provider. But what I wrote down is 
I don't want the provision as much as I want God to be glorified. And what I mean by that is, is there's a number of ways that we could have gotten the funds. We, we talked about how um, we have a family member that um, was willing to loan us money. And that is great. We are so grateful. That is fantastic. But somebody could look at that and say, well, you just you had a family member that had the means and resources. And I was like, man, I just I want this to be something that when we tell the story, there is no other explanation than it was God. And what we saw in the course of a day was three gifts that we did not expect. We did not know were coming. One from <laughs> someone that I know that it was it's not easy to give because they're raising support themselves. Two, someone gave a really large gift <laughs> and like that that's not an easy thing to do at the exact time that we needed it and we it's anonymous we have no idea mm-hmm. and and then the third one is money was at the foot of the cross <laughs> and what i love and this was actually i'm i'm loving the way that god is working in our marriage and growing us not just in our strengths but in our weaknesses but also in seeing each other kind of take the lead in different ways and usually becca's the more practical and i'm and i'm more of the like kind of bigger picture like you know cast a vision kind of thing and and yet when when becca looked over and was like money's falling out of the cross like my, my <laughs> first thought was oh no like somebody put the money there because they felt like a call to be generous but then after becca kind of wrestled through some anxiety and, and sought god on it and she felt like god was reminding her of that picture of the money like really thinking the money's falling out of the cross i was convicted because i was like why am i discarding the supernatural explanation like it it very well could have been somebody putting the money there but why wouldn't i consider the option that if the the same god who made money appear in the mouth of a fish (laughs) could make money just appear at the foot of the cross and i was discounting the power of god to do the literal impossible. Um, And, and so I was reflecting on that a lot today and and I was really encouraged too at Becca's reflection of, you know, we were wrestling with this idea of, okay, $320, $3,200. Like what is, what is three, two? What is that? Like, what's the significance? But Becca made a really powerful point this afternoon. She, because that decision to go and get the money and then uh, tell the class, Hey, God has provided this. If anyone else needs it, like come and talk to me. Like she said, that was very hard for her. That was not, that was, a, that was a step of obedience out of her love and respect for God. Honestly, it was also out of my love and respect for my husband because <laughs> I was just like, okay, I'm just going to trust his like leadership here too, because mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't know. I, I have too many emotions going on probably to think straight yeah. right now. So I'm just going to trust yeah. that Paul is hearing from the Lord and what I was thinking at that moment was, one, I really believe this is God's provision. Two, I really believe that God put Becca's eyes on it, and nobody else was going for it. So I was like, I, yeah, I, I was really... just like looking around like, <laughs> uh... <laughs> and And like, so I felt like it was for Becca, and I had this strong sense that I was not allowed to go and get that money, which was hard because I was like, well, we need money, and it's for whoever. So like, and God was like, no, I'm trying to do something more than just give you money. I'm trying to do something Rebecca and I had this sense that there was an opportunity that God had, but I couldn't force it, and it was it was for Rebecca to choose. But I felt like that opportunity was demonstrated by the fact that when Becca took that step of obedience, God's like, "Awesome! Now watch this." 
and increased it by 10. Yeah. <laughs> like I really do feel like that's what it was is that when we <laughs> take small steps of obedience, like it unlocks so much that God has for us and not because God's withholding, but because we can't actually receive from God if we don't start receiving from God. Right. Guys, I then looked at my bank account to see if maybe God had deposited $32,000 in there. (laughs) (laughs) That has not yet happened. He he had not. That's okay. The other thought that keeps coming to my mind is, you know, this is amazing. And yeah, there there are still more financial hurdles. Um, But like, when I actually think about the real treasures of being here, you know, the financial provision just pales in comparison to the treasures that we have received in being here. And I remember one of my fears in coming here was like, what if we are just like putting all this stuff on the line, sacrifice, you know, moving our family and taking this year off and, you know, sacrificing our resources and all this stuff. What if we're doing all of this because we hope that doing it will just like do these things for our family and, you know, our spirituality. And what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't get better? And I can say that, like, that's not the case. You know, mm-hmm. I've, we've seen breakthrough in our marriage. We've seen breakthrough in our children. We've seen breakthrough in our spirituality. And one thing that one of our leaders said today is, like, the, the sense she gets from this group is, like, we hope that nothing gets left unfinished that the Lord would want to do in us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that verse of, like, do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, you know, where moth and rust is destroy um, and thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven. And I could honestly say, and this isn't me being prideful, like, but like I can honestly say in this journey that I do desire imperfectly the, the, you know, treasures of heaven more, I think, than the treasures of earth. That's not to say that I struggle Mm -hmm. in wanting treasures from earth and, you know, that that's why we came and that I'm so much more happy that the Lord yeah. is generous in giving us those treasures from heaven. Yeah, it's just yeah. an amazing thing to see how he just blows past our expectations. Yeah. You know, he does exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. Mm. You know, I could never imagine this. I don't, you know. Money at the that, foot of the cross. That picture of money at the foot of the cross will probably be with me for a really yeah. long time. And I think it's just really important if you don't hear anything else, it's, it's what Becca was saying. Like, it, this isn't about money. Like when we're talking about provision, we've learned it's not about God giving us money. Like there were functional needs. Like we did have a deadline to meet. But what we're realizing is that when we thought what we needed was money, God said he had eternal things for us. Because here's the thing. If God had sold the house the first day we listed it and we had all the money Mm -hmm. that we needed for DTS, we would not be talking like we're talking right now. We would not have pressed into some areas that... We needed to press into so that we could grow, so that we could gain wisdom, so that we could trust God more and experience God in ways that we wouldn't have had to if we had what we needed. And it's been hard. And honestly, sometimes the reasons it's hard is because we have a hard time letting go of our expectations and what we want. But we're beginning to see more and more that there is a loving father who doesn't want to give us bad things. He wants to give us good gifts. He wants to make sure we're taking care of it. He wants to lavish his love on us. And all he's doing is saying, here's my hand. Are you going to take it or not? And it takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of death to self. And it takes a lot of stepping into the unknown. But 
while we're grateful that, <laughs> you know, we're, we, we have money in our bank account <laughs> that we didn't expect that we would have, we are even more grateful for the spiritual gifts that God has given us, the eternal things that are going to last much longer than even our bank will. Well, I think too, you know, there's the gifts of um, being able to partner with other people mm-hmm. in this, you know, because when you raise support, you're you're depending on other people to, um, you know, provide those finances. And maybe some of you listening have done that for us. And I just think that there's a richness, I hope, for those people as well, because they, they truly are partnering with us in this ministry, you know. They're, they're not here in Hawaii and, you know, not going through the same training that we're going through, but their role in it is just as important mm-hmm. as us being here. And I, and I think, you know, if you've ever supported like a missionary who's doing things, you know, in another country and you're like, well, I can't go, but it does. I'm really glad that I can, this is how I can be a part of what God is doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's such power in people being able to feel like, they, they are being able to sow into the kingdom of God in the way that they can at that moment. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's power in the relation, you know, it's just like we're, we're bringing people in on this journey with us. And, you know, we wouldn't have to do that if we didn't have to depend on other people. And, you know, it's hard to depend on other people because our culture says you're supposed to be self-sufficient and you're supposed to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and it's irresponsible to depend on other people. But um, there's, yeah, just so much mm-hmm. like, kingdom fruit that comes from that and so and and so yeah I think I just say this to if you are someone even if you haven't supported us financially but have supported us with your prayers you know thank you so much and our prayer is that you would so be blessed Mm -hmm. you know by that as well and we we are so humbled by by your generosity yeah. for sure philippians four seventeen says not that i desire your gift but i desire that more would be credited to your account and that is it like god has actually kept us from going about support raising in the ways that we have been trained to do it there are moments that we could have specifically made a plea that god has kept us from doing which was hard at moments because mm-hmm. we're like but we need this money but we felt like god was saying to just be honest with people and open but trust me with prompting hearts. And Mm -hmm. we are deeply grateful that we have so many amazing people in our life that have been so generous in prayers and financial support and checking in with us. Mm -hmm. And we deeply, deeply, deeply desire that more is being credited, that your Mm -hmm. heart is being filled, that, that the stories that God is creating, he is creating stories with you because this isn't about the Grangers. Right at all like this is about god and his power and his glory and how he wants to do abundantly more beyond us into your lives into your communities My wife and I are still processing what we just experienced, and it is blowing our mind. And there's a few things that we didn't mention. Um, One, this is about what God has done and not us, but there were ways that we could walk in obedience, that we could step towards God, that we could take leaps of faith. One of those ways is some serious times of prayer together, which was really hard, and as a group, 
which was also hard because we were contending for hard things. Seeking God through prayer, no matter where we are emotionally, pressing into that as a way of saying, God, I don't know what you're doing and it doesn't feel like you're good, but I'm still going to reach out to you. There is power in that. There is power in praying out loud. There is power in praying with others. There is power in being real and vulnerable in our prayers. Another way that you can make steps towards God in a season like this is through fasting. Fasting can look different for different people. For me, it often looks like fasting two meals out of the day and then doing dinner with my family. And on the day that all this happened, I had already decided that I was going to fast. And it was hard because that day someone had a birthday and they were like, birthday cakes and birthday desserts throughout the day. I haven't had fish at all while I've been on campus. And it was fish day and I really wanted some fish, but I stood strong. I said, God, I'm doing this as a way to honor you and to make it clear that I'm serious about seeking you. There are ways that you can take steps towards God in this, but I want to make it clear that this wasn't about me or Becca being anything special. This was about God being powerful and good and loving and provider. The other thing I want to share is this is something my wife realized this morning. She jokingly mentioned that when we saw the $320 come out the cross, when we received the anonymous gift of $3,200, my wife thought, I'm going to check the bank account and see if we had $32,000 in there. We still don't, but we didn't even think about looking in the other direction. My wife had shared that going to the cross and, and picking up that money was a hard, hard step of obedience. But she was reminded this morning of another step of obedience a few weeks ago. There was a speaker at a Thursday night meeting from South Africa. We have a great friend, Megan, who served in South Africa for almost a decade. And so we have a close tie with South Africa because of the work that she was doing. As the speaker was speaking, Becca felt like God was calling her to be generous. Now, we didn't have money to be generous with, but if that meant giving away our laundry money, then that's what we would have to do. And so the time came, uh, the baskets were out, and when Becca prayed about how much to give, she ultimately felt like God was calling her to give $5. And her first thought was, that's not much. Like, what good is that? But we had had a speaker, Brian, who helped found the, the Family DTS, share a story about a time where God called him to give a very small amount, and he used it in a powerful way. And so she put the $5 in and then we forgot about it until this morning when Becca suddenly thought, wait a minute, this is for a base in South Africa. I wonder how much $5 is in South African Rand. Now, I, I can't find what the value was on that specific night, but I can tell you that today, $5 in American currency is around $3.40 in Rand. I would not be surprised if the night that Becca took that small step of obedience to put that $5 in, she was actually putting $3.20 in Rand. We had no idea what to do around our finances. We had no idea where to get the money. We had no idea how God was going to work, but we did know that God wanted us here. We did know that he was calling us to stay. We did know that he was calling us to move forward. And sometimes when you don't have the answers, when you don't know the way, all you can do is take little steps of obedience. So right now, if you are in a place of financial need and you are reaching out to God and you are needing him to be provider, but it doesn't look like he's showing up, think about what small steps of obedience you can take. What small ways you can show God that you are trusting him. Not because God's going to give you something, but because God is a holy, powerful God. But he's also a good father who gives good gifts. And I really believe when you take those steps of obedience towards God, not towards finances, not towards answers, but towards God, 
God shows his love in powerful ways. Now, I don't know if he's going to make money literally come out of the cross for you, but I do believe that he will show up. God is provider. He's not simply after your financial security. He is after something of far more value, a treasure that is eternal. God is after abundantly more than we can ask or imagine because of the power at work within us. He is provider for you right now. He is providing. So take those small steps of obedience. Pray, seek him, celebrate him, thank him, even when it seems like there's not much to be thankful for because God is God and God is good. He is loving and is powerful and is after far more than you could have ever asked for. So seek him, trust him, and as you do, ask yourself, where did you see God? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Where Did You See God podcast. And I would love for your stories to be a part of it as well. So there are a number of ways that you can do that. You can check out our Facebook page at Where Did You See God podcast. You can go to anchor.fm slash Where Did You See God, or you can leave a brief voice message at 804-372-3836. I would love to hear your stories. And if the stories you've heard have encouraged you, Uh, Think of someone else who could be encouraged as well and share it with them. The music you've been listening to is You'll Walk, You'll Run by Urban Doxology. They are a solid group and you will love listening to the rest of the music. So check them out. And as always, as you go through your day, ask yourself, where did you see God?